Welcome to this episode of the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast. Today, I am so excited to talk about the reasons why simple websites are actually the most effective. Surprising, I know, but I'm going to take you through exactly why simple websites are actually more effective at getting you clients than websites that are more complicated in both content and design. Website strategy and content are far more important than design. It doesn't mean your website can't be pretty, but a pretty but useless website is not going to bring you clients. So let's jump in. Hi, I'm Isabel Kateman and I own Stripe Dog Creative. We build beautiful brands and highly strategic websites for six-figure online service providers and course creators looking to reach seven figures and beyond. I'm excited to have you here for the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast, where we let go of the bullshit and deliver valuable information quickly. From practical marketing strategy to self-care for CEOs, tune in each week to go deep on one specific topic and get actionable advice you can use to grow your business even further. Let's jump in. All right, so in today's episode, I want to talk about why simple websites are actually the most effective. And so a strategic website with a simple design is something that can actually bring you clients, whereas what I call a pretty but useless website, one that is super complicated or super stunning with design but doesn't have a strategic foundation built in, is actually not going to bring you clients. It's so much more important that your website is effective at attracting your dream clients, conveying your message to them, and moving your client through your site to your work with me page and actually converting them into applying to you know with you or reaching out to contact you, however you have it set up, than just looking super pretty. So the first reason is that there was actually a Google study that more complex designs are less likely to be perceived as beautiful. So just let that sink in. This is where simplicity really comes into play. Visitors don't like clutter. They really like white space. And white space doesn't have to be white. It just means spacing out your content, letting it breathe, letting it have some areas around it that are going to allow people to absorb what is there. And so we like low visual complexity. We like things that are very simple and very straightforward. And the Google study actually proved that when it comes to websites. So this is just reason number one, why simple website is actually more effective than a complex one. Number two is that there are proven website design standards that people come to expect. And the more of these you have, the more your website will be perceived as good and attractive. And so this doesn't mean that you can't be original in certain ways. It doesn't mean that you can't have stunning colors or interesting fonts. It just means that there are certain things that people are looking for that come to play on a simple website and one with a low visual complexity and one that is actually going to work. And sometimes it's worth just following those things than trying to be original. There are many times in business when you can sort of reinvent the wheel with your website and the way that it's laid out from a strategy perspective. This is not one of those times that you should be doing that. So the same study that found that we like low visual complexity found that there are certain things that are considered expected or standard on a website. And so some of those things include your logo in the top left, your main navigation in the header. And this is what I talk about when I say that you shouldn't have a mobile navigation on desktop. This is a huge thing for me. I know that it can be really cool or it seems really interesting, but you are just asking people to take an extra step to get to the information that they need. And we really don't want to have to create any extra steps for people because in this day and age with such a short attention span with people, any extra steps could actually mean losing a client. Some of the other things that are considered standard is contact in the top right, social media icons in the footer, and then responsive web design. 
And so again, this doesn't mean that you can't be creative in little things. There are plenty of websites that I design that have the logo in the middle, for example. But these are just a few of the things that you should keep in mind and just make sure you're not straying too far from these main items. And you really want to make sure that your website is, you know, essentially as simple and as easy to use as possible. Yeah, it can look kind of cool if you, you know, do something like having a mobile navigation on desktop because it's sort of unexpected. But unfortunately, when it comes to website conversion, unexpected actually does not mean more clients. And so that really moves us into our next piece of wanting to make it as easy as possible for people to buy. So the more complex that your website gets, the quote unquote prettier or more intense that it gets with different design elements or overlapping things or too many colors or multiple fonts, you actually just make it harder for people to grasp the information. You really need to remember that at the end of the day, while your website is one of those tools where it's amazing because you control entirely how it looks, that doesn't mean that it should look completely crazy or completely different from the way that a typical standard website works. Because again, you want to make it as easy as possible. We know that confused clients don't buy. So you really want to make sure from a strategy perspective that your website is taking the consumer journey into account. How are people going to move through your site? Anticipate the information they're going to need. What is the next logical question that they are going to ask? You know, are your headlines scannable? Can people get the information super quickly? Does everything point to your service? You can go back to my episode on, you know, one goal for your website, the power of one. It's really important that you just make it super obvious for people. With our short attention spans and doing everything on mobile on a small screen, you just want to make sure that everything is super, super easy. Lots of CTAs, lots of clear directions, nothing that's too convoluted, nothing that's overly complicated. And so in this instance, simple really does sell. Reason number four is that people skim websites. So the less you have hidden, the better. And I've talked about this in previous episodes when it comes to pretty but useless websites and really wanting to make sure that you have skimmable headlines. And so we'll link to that episode as well. But in this case, because people are skimming, you really want to make sure that things aren't hidden from a design perspective. So you really want to, for example, avoid tabs and accordions. So I will use these tabs and accordions in FAQs for my client site and even on my own site because people expect this. This is expected when it comes to an FAQ and the question itself is able to be skimmed. You know, all of the questions are there. I don't hide the questions. But then if somebody wants the answer, it's pretty much expected in this day and age that they know they can click on the little plus sign or the drop down. But you want to make sure, for example, that you're not putting an FAQ into a rotating block, right? Because you want to make sure that all the questions, all the information that people need are visible in sort of one skim and they don't have to wait for it. And so this is the same as slideshows. Things, it's actually been proven that things on subsequent slides, anything other than the first slide, aren't often seen. So for example, if you are if you have three services on a page and you have a slideshow that is automatically rotating through those three services, chances are most people are seeing whatever that first service is on your first slideshow and then they're continuing to scroll. And so they're actually missing your second and third services, which just is you literally leaving money on the table. And so while you think that slideshow may look cool because you're like, oh, it makes my website look better. It makes it look more complex. It makes it look more expensive. It makes it look like a designer did it. Whatever your reasoning is, you're actually 
losing money by doing something like that. And the other thing that always is a big pet peeve of mine is when people put in too many transitions so that the website takes too long to load or information is hidden. So we all know those websites where you like land on the homepage and like, for example, something comes down from the top and it's like, hello, my name is XXX. And then like a second later, something slides in from the right. And it's like, I can't wait to work with you for my coaching service. And then like three seconds later, it's like, here are the different, no, No, I have already scrolled past that so fucking quickly. Like I literally got to like, hello, my name is. And I'm like, okay, this is the website. And I keep scrolling. And then I'm like, wait, where are the services? And so you really want to make sure that that you are not doing things that are sort of seen as odd or quirky. And again, this doesn't mean that you can't show off your personality. This doesn't mean you can't, you know, use fun colors or use amazing fonts. It just means that there are certain things that are proven from a strategic standpoint that are going to sell. And again, if you are running a business and not a charity, the goal is to be selling your services to people. So you want to do whatever you can, whatever is in your power to make it as easy as possible for people to buy from you. And this is the same reason that I avoid animations as well. Just in general, I avoid too many animations. I use Show It and Squarespace, and there's a lot of animations that are built in. And I will always tell my clients that I go for the simplest or even no animation at all because it just slows down a site. And by the time the animation loads, people have already scrolled. And then reason number five is for the low love of God, please stop putting your social media links in your header. I say this all the time. I say this to every single one of my clients. I cannot tell you how many times I design a client site. I explain why I didn't include the, include the social media links in their top navigation. And then I go to their site a month later and their social media links are right back in their top navigation. This goes back to strategy and this goes back to making it as easy as possible for people. And this goes back to the power of one and one goal and basically all of the strategic things that I talk about in terms of making sure that you are making it as easy for people and to have a high converting website, why are you sending people who would have potentially clicked on your services or would have potentially clicked on your about page, which if you're using my about page freebie should then lead people back to your services? Why would you have these people that are focused on potentially working with you and then send them off to Instagram where they're going to get lost on some puppy video or some cooking video or some cute kid or, you know, lost for a half an hour in the trending reels of the day? Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you risk somebody leaving your site for a third-party platform when you've already got them on your site and interested and hooked and focused? And this goes back to to point number two, where I had said that there are certain things expected in a website. People expect social links to be in the footer. So if somebody really wants to find your Instagram or your LinkedIn or your Facebook or whatever it is, They know to go to the footer and find those things. That's fine. I'm not saying they shouldn't be linked from your site, but why are you putting them in your top navigation so that you are getting people off of your site who are already there and are already interested and potentially losing a customer? So from a strategic perspective, I am begging you to please take the social links out of your top navigation. And so obviously all of this is to say it's not that you can't have a pretty website. A pretty website still matters. Impressions are formed in less than a second. You still want your site to look visually appealing. That is essentially going to hook your audience in, and then you want the content and the strategy to really keep them there. You can still have a really fun and unique brand. You can use cool colors. You can find interesting fonts, but you just want to make sure that everything is based in strategy and effective and proven strategy first. 
first. You want to do the strategy first. You want to do the content second, and then you want to make sure that your site is visually appealing, but you don't need to overcomplicate it to have a visually appealing site. It doesn't need to be complex. And in fact, as we just talked about, it's actually detrimental to you to have a site that is too complex, too confusing with too many things going on. People can't focus on that many things as one at once. You really want to keep it simple and streamlined and easy for people to work with you. So you never want to sacrifice usability for design. You want to make sure you keep some of the basic elements in your site to increase conversions and ensure a seamless user experience that people are expecting to see. So I know this was a super quick, short episode. I will get off of my soapbox now, but it was just really important for me to do an episode specifically talking about why simple design is better because I think there's such a misconception that when you're paying a designer, you know, tens of thousands of dollars sometimes, that the site has to be super, super complex. And what you really should be paying for is a strategic website, right? At the end of the day, the only thing, The only thing that your website should be doing is bringing you clients. That is the entire goal of your marketing in general, the entire goal of your website. So what you're really paying for is somebody, hopefully, who knows what makes a strategic website, how people move through a website, how to anticipate people's actions and make sure that your website is converting at industry average or above conversion rates of getting you clients so that work can come off of your plate and you can focus instead on the day-to-day of running your business while your website turns into a 24-7 sales machine. So if you want even more support with designing your website, you can get on the wait list for my upcoming Mind Reading website program, which is launching in June. I really want you to think about how many times you've second-guessed your website content and your website layout, you know, whether you're stressed about finding the perfect color palette or wondering if your Work With Me page is bringing you the right amount of clients that it should be or you feel like maybe you're spending a lot of time on marketing when you think your website is already as effective as it could be. And so really, I'm, you know, asking you to stop wasting time and energy tinkering with your website or especially trying marketing tactics that aren't working, like just pumping out Instagram post after Instagram post this year used to be me. I used to be there many years ago. You're not alone. This is totally normal, but it really is such a waste when you could just have a strategic website that is doing the work for you in the background. And so you want to set up a website that will do the marketing and lead generation for you while you get to spend time running your business and serving your clients, which is why you started your business. So take the next step, get on the wait list for my mind reading marketing program, which I will link to in the show notes. And I know this was a super quick episode, but I hope it was helpful until next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast with yours truly, Isabel Caitlin. If you love the show, I would appreciate it if you could leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love hearing from all of you. Share it with a friend, family, colleague, or anyone you know who may benefit from this episode. Remember, you can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at stripedogcreative.com. All right, that's it for today. See you next time.